answered. I talked stuff. I thought we had it. But it goes to show you who's the better team. And I'm sticking Cowboys. You're, you're crying. I'm hurt. I love my Eagles. I don't believe it. You're going to flap the hat one more time for the Eagles for the hard fight they did? Let's go, birds fly, eagles fly. Still Super Bowl chance for now. Uh-huh. Welcome, everybody, to Jeff versus the World presents a Bully and a Hipster Sports Talk Podcast episode number seven. And like always, I got my man Shahid here. How's it going, sir? Uh, <laughs> that's how it's going. Like, it's, this has not been a fun past two weeks for this show. <laughs> well, um, Let's just go with, let's talk about it, man. Let's talk about Dallas versus uh, the Eagles. Y'all had the the primetime game. Everybody was watching. So uh, I'm going to let you take it away and talk about your Eagles. I mean, it's, it's kind of funny because it's two ways of looking at the game. On one hand, it just seemed like they didn't even show up. To, you could really make the assumption like they didn't show up to play. And it's got the brakes beat off of them. But on the other hand, it's like, you know, the game started with two fumbles. You next, you down 14 nothing first quarter. <laughs> so it's, it was a wrap there. Like, you're not, it's, you can't beat a team when you aren't playing on all cylinders and the refs are calling games the way they're calling. Like, you overcome bad officiating when, like, you know, when you're a good enough team. The Eagles aren't a good enough team right now. And I'm not this whole, well, it's the rest fault, but I'm like, you see phantom pass interference calls that aren't called, and then next play is a fumble. You see, like, you know, a pat, like illegal use of hands where it's like, oh, Cliff, Chris Collinsworth, like, oh, well, you know, he might have touched him. I didn't see it out. I, I don't know, I guess. And Amari Cooper next play catches a 45-yard bomb. Like, that stuff adds up. You know, and it was a whole lot of those things. And like I told you before, like the Eagles just, they don't have, it's a two-part thing. They don't have enough speed and injuries have murdered them to share. And it's, and I noticed like fans like, oh, injuries are no excuse. I'm like, yes, they are. At this point, like it's, it's noticeable, both on offense and defense. Like Deshaun Jackson not being there changes the entire offense. There's like a bunch of people. Like now they got a bunch of Jason Wittens. Like, yeah, I can get eight here, nine here, seven there. If you're not the Patriots, it's impossible to just keep doing like, you know, 13, 14 yard play drives over and over and over again. And just hope you're just going to keep beating teams because it's just all it takes is a mistake here and there, a penalty, a holding penalty, a fumble interception, drives done. Like they don't have their big play offense. With Deshaun Jackson being out and defense, they just beat up. Like that's plain and simple. They're beat up on the defensive line. They're beat up on the linebackers. They're beat up on the secondary, and that's a problem. And it's not just a whole. You know, you can't blame that. I'm like, they have three defensive tackles currently. Three and one that is signed from a practice squad. Like that's how. Like that's you know. That's a pro- that's a problem when you sign Malik Jackson and he hasn't missed a game in three or four years. In the first game, he breaks his foot. He's out for the year. Tim Jernigan's been out for like a month and a half. So you don't have any defensive tackles. Your line, Michael Bennett's not there. Chris Long's not there. You have no depth. Linebackers, you don't resign Jordan Hicks because he kept getting hurt. Now he's in Arizona doing his thing, and all your linebackers either, either get hurt or slow. And your secondary, we've talked about the secondary enough. And I know it's like, you know, people look at that Jalen Ramsey trade and it's like, how come the Eagles don't? I'm like, you know, damn well, if the Eagles traded two first round picks in the fourth and the first time he gave up a touchdown by any crook to Amari Cooper, people would have lost their goddamn mind. Like, I I love Jalen Ramsey. I would have loved him being the Eagles. I can see why the Eagles didn't make that trade. I have... The Rams, boy, I don't know how they <laughs> – I mean, I know the idea that what they do – but I'm like, they did that with Marcus Peters just two years ago. Mm-hmm. They just burned – and the whole thing is like, oh, we got him and Tlaib, and we just going to shut down people. You know, we already got Aaron Donald, and then we add Sue, and we got da-da-da-da-da, 
And then the year after, like, you know, we add Dante Fowler and duh, 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 we just do this. We got enough first round picks. We just going to smother teams. And now this year is like we swap out Marcus Peters. We do it with Jalen Ramsey and you're going to have to pay him a lot of money. And it's like they may not have like a first round pick for like the next three or four years. Like that's that sets your team back. Yeah, like it's fine if it works. And I'm like, would Jalen Ramsey make the Eagles better? Of course. Do the Eagles, would I have made that trade? I'm like, it's not even the money. It's like, that's a lot. And the Eagles tried to get him. I can't fault them for not giving that up because it's easy to say, oh, you do whatever it takes. No, they got, they have some holes that they'll need to fix the next few years because. It's just it's just a nature thing. Like they have some cornerstones, but a lot of those stones are old. They're gonna have to start replacing them soon, and you're gonna need draft picks to do that. And but I'm not even like that mad. I was, you know, what it was funny because I knew we were gonna talk about this on the show. I was more upset about the talk around the Eagles than the actual Eagles. And like the gameplay, I'm like, it happened. They got beat. Like Dallas talked their trash. It was like whatever. I know why they lost. I know this team will be better when they get healthy. But all of this now is like Doug Peterson's a fraud and they need to rebuild and Howie Roseman needs to be fired. I'm like, what are y'all? What crack are y'all on? Like, you see what's happening on the – like, I've seen some bad teams. I watched the Jets last night. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, I've I, I seen some – I seen some garbage. I see the Redskins and the Dolphins and some of these teams. Like, no, this the Eagles right now are a mediocre team due to injury. Plain and simple. When they get healthy, they'll be better. Everyone knows that. People understand that. But it's this whole, this, you know, is Doug Peterson? Go, yeah, he's won a okay. He's won a Super Bowl and went to the, the last two years. They won a Super Bowl. Went to the second round of playoffs. Like, it's not a lot of teams that have gone to playoffs the last two years. And this whole, like, oh, I don't know, maybe Frank Wright's doing all the thing. I'm like, no, it's not. You know, I just frust- Like, if this team had Deshaun Jackson, this team would look completely different. And people want to say, oh, one old receiver shouldn't make a difference. I'm like, ask the Cowboys. They look a lot different when Amari Cooper plays and, do- and doesn't play. They look a lot different when Tyron Smith plays and doesn't play. Take off. Um, DeAndre Hopkins off the Texans. And you tell me how good they look. Look at Kansas City when Tyreek Hill wasn't playing. Like, yes, receiver's not the most important player on the team, but a good receiver and a, or a game-changing receiver makes a world of a difference. And Deshaun Jackson has made every quarterback he's played with look better. And you take him out, they got a bunch of guys that can get you 8 to 10 yards. And you need people that can get you 20 to 30 yards. It ain't Nelson Aguilar. That's ugh, him... When Wentz threw that bomb, threw it six yards down the field, and Aguilar act like he hit the alligator arms, I was like, you know what? It's like a SpongeBob meme. Like I'm, all right, I'm out. I'm gonna head out because it's like I was defending them. I never want to call players bums because they work too hard, they sacrifice too much. I don't know what's going through his head, but I'm like, that just needs. To, people already felt a certain way about him anyway. They felt like he was overpaid. They felt like, you know, they should have traded him. They knew they weren't going to resign him. And now it's just like he just actively harming the team. Yeah, um, I think everything that you said was right on. Um, because even like I told you, I got on Twitter just to see what, you know, that Eagles Twitter was talking about. And I just couldn't believe the stuff that I was seeing. Like, oh, Wentz is, Wentz is washed um, I mean, it's like really this y'all just you just your team just won a Super Bowl. It's not like it was ten years ago or yeah. <laughs> fifteen years ago. You know what I learned about Twitter, and I that's why I rarely tweet while I'm watching games. You should never tweet while watching sports <clears throat> because it's during periods of high emotion, and normally you're gonna regret what you say five minutes after you said it, and then it's like sports Twitter, especially football Twitter, they a bunch of numbskulls. It's a bunch of men in our age range that have no idea what to do. they just say stuff. They just they don't. It's no consequence to what they say. They don't have to be accountable for any of their actions. Most of the time they hide their name, they hide their face. And any Twitter account I see, and the first thing I see is like either your dad, your husband, or you root for like three or four teams, and that's the main thing there. Like if you Eagles fan four ninety five, 
I'm gonna hear nothing you gotta say because you're gonna sound like a fucking idiot. And it never fails. I'm just hearing this stuff in Eagles message board, like you know the like message boards and the blog. They just all sound like idiots. That's why you know you never I rail about on Twitter all the time. Like my fa- my fandom is hijacked by numbskulls, white angry numbskulls to say whatever they say it's like oh well you know Carson Wentz I'm like if Carson Wentz on that team the team has won one game I'm like he gotta be out there like I'm glad he's a law abiding God fair man cause he be cussing out a storm cause it's kind of like is it his fault he not getting enough time like he gotta run around duck do spin moves like what type of movie shit is this He's not getting time. Like, they have a good offensive line. They are not getting time in the pocket. You know, half the time, a player will drop the ball, run the route, the wrong route, or they'll catch it and fumble. Like, is this his fault Dallas got to fumble? Like, what are you supposed to do? And then it's like, you know, not only they get on him, they get on Doug Peterson. He shouldn't have ran his mouth. What are you supposed to say? I don't know if my team going to win or not. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know, always. I just, hope for the, I just hope for the best. Like, what? I, I always laugh. Especially, like, one is, like, people say you can't talk unless you accomplish stuff, which is stupid anyway. Get out there playing. I'm like, he has accomplished stuff. He had confidence in this team. Had they not fumbled the had they not fumbled the ball twice in the first 10 minutes, the game probably was a different way. That's not his fault. You know, once it was 14-0, that shit was a wrap. Yeah, it started off. <laughs> it started off like a, it was going to be a long night, and it really was. Um, but yeah, it's like you said. The I'll say, go ahead. I'll say one more thing. They need to get a cornerback. I don't know if it's Chris Harris or Patrick Peterson. They need to do something because that's going to be a problem on defense. Mm. The, you know, like Fletcher Cox is finally getting healthy, so he's finally look like himself again. It just took a while. Brandon Graham is fine. Not having Tim Jernigan and Malik Jackson hurts because it's like that hurts to death. If you can't cover anybody, you're not winning. Like, that's that's constantly a problem. Like, you know, I'm not mad at Jalen Rim- Jalen Mills. It was his first game back. But, like, even a hobble, Mari Cooper is just running a rough shot over them. That's, and that's always an issue week in and week out. If you can't – they're so focused on stopping the run, they aren't built to stop the pass. And they're getting mollywopped by the pass. And it's like, if you're going to run the same scheme you're running – you need better talent. And I know they try to get Jalen Ramsey. They need to get something because if between that and starting off slow every single game, like they're the only team that's given up like 20 points and a half, like five. They've done that five times this year. So you're giving up a lot of points and you barely scoring. The barely scoring thing has been an issue since last year. Like ever since Frank Wright left and they got a newer offense coordinator, that's been a problem. And – People have been like, people wanted Mike Grohl. He's the offensive coordinator. They want him gone last year. And it's like, oh, give it a chance. It was injuries. And, you know, Carson Wentz wasn't playing. Nick Foles was there. It's it's still a problem this year. And they got too much talent for that to always be down. Because every time watching the game, they down 10 nothing. They down 14 nothing. They 10-3, 17-3. Every single game, it doesn't matter, unless it's the Jets, every team they play, they've been down double digits. In the first half, you can't keep, you know, stop throwing out that whole thing. Carson Wentz is the second best passer in the third quarter. He has to be because he got he to gotta be down. He got to come back from a 10 point deficit. He can't keep doing that over and over again. Like, what's the that that needs to change. And if that doesn't change, some people going to get fired. Yeah. Um, but again, like you said, you know, injuries. We'll see how it play out because uh, it can turn around. But the way it's looking. Yeah. It just I mean, me. they beat. I mean, they beat the Bills. They're four and four, and they're right yeah. back in it. That's the funny thing about like you know, this game was a big game because people said it was. But it's like it's week seven. It ain't like week twelve, week thirteen, and it's a rough stretch where they had all these road games. Like this, the the next game, is yeah, a, you know, road game against Buffalo because the last five games is basically division games, and I think the Dolphins and people like you know, you get there. Like if they get if they're around. Let's say six and five, you know, six and five, seven, you know, six and five, seven and four, even five and six. 
if they're healthy, they'll be fine. All they got to do is win the division. They can win. The, they can theoretically still win the division. They just need to get healthy and get their head out their ass. The problem is it's kind of like they they just – it's some coaching thing. Like Josh McDaniel screwed them. He was supposed to get the Indianapolis job. He had the job. He changed his mind. Frank Reich has that job. They have not done a good job replacing Frank Reich. People had issues because you didn't interview anybody. He was like, we're just going to upgrade people that was in-house, but it wasn't due still. They're like, who the hell's Mike Grow? Like, this, these white guys that was just there, we're just going to, you know, just elevate them because it's like, it don't matter. It does matter. And it's shown that his, it's mattered. Like, you know, Doug Peterson, he don't do so much. He's being held back by his offensive coordinators. Jim Schwartz is too damn arrogant. He keeps doing the same thing over and over again. He don't not adapting to his talent. And we keep having, like last year this happened. They were slow. And Malcolm Jenkins had to say, we need to simplify the defense, take it back to basics. And then they did that. And now this year's the same thing with people in the locker room going against each other and all this going on. It's like, you got to keep doing this over and over. Like, you know what the problem is. Fix the problem. Stop stop coaching the same way if you don't have the same people. That's the frustrating thing. Like, I'm not yeah. a coach, and it's easy for me to say as a fan. I'm like, everybody's watching. No, they see what's happening. Stop leaving your cornerbacks out there on the island where you know they ain't fast. Like, how many times do you have to keep doing that? I'm going to play 10 yards off. Because they ain't fast enough. So I'm going give, to give up nine yards every single time they pass the ball. And then every now and then I'm going to blitz and not have safety help with these same slow-ass cornerbacks. Oh, he got beat with a double move. That's only happened for the past three years. I can't believe it happened again. Like, sooner or later it becomes like Tom and Jerry shit. Like, people stop feeling bad for, like, Tom and the rope and Wiley Coyote <laughs> when they keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. And that's how it feels watching Jim Schwartz's defenses. You know, I haven't watched so many Eagles games, and I guess probably because we do this show that I've just seen a cornerback just, like, blown. Like, just five five to eight yards, just like, yo, the fuck are you doing? What's what's going on? And We're going to give up the big play, so we're going to give up the small one until we give up the big one. I'm like, you can't be giving 12-yard cushions to expect success. Like, I'm – you know what? I didn't want to get mad, but – we haven't had good cornerback play like consistent in what seven years. <laughs> so I've been watching this shit for even before Jim Schwartz came. I've been watching this nonsense for a long since Asante Samuel left. Ooh, basically, yeah, you know, because Asante Sam, because it was you know the dream team you had Asante Samuel, Nandi Asawa, and Dominique Rodgers Camardi in the same backfield, and couldn't stop and couldn't stop the pass. Imagine that. We had those three and couldn't stop the pass. So they tried Asante for, for you know, for pennies on the dollar. Namdi was basically washed up. And they trade DRC. And he plays well somewhere else. And they've been doing it ever since. They've gone cheap with Kerry Williams and Bradley Fetch and Fletcher. They've tried draft picks. They, they've tried everything. So I can see why Eagles fans are like, let's get Jalen Ramsey. Because we're tired of seeing this over and over again. They need something. I hope, you know. I saw Emmanuel Sanders got traded today. I hope it's Chris Sanders. I don't know. I'm sure they're trying. I just don't want to hear this whole we're confident with the team we got and we just going to, like, no, you should not be. Don't be this whole we just going to run it what we got because, you know, CMB, we all we need. Like, <laughs> that is that is not working this year. And they made some choices. And based on certain logic, and between injuries and just hubris, those choices are not working out. They need to adapt their thinking. Well, moving on uh, from the Eagles, we'll talk about Minnesota. And I have to say, I was wrong. I can openly admit, I said that Kirk Cousins couldn't win the shootout. And he won the shootout. Because the defense in the uh, Minnesota and Detroit game was really not there. Um. You falling for it? No, no, no. See, let me finish. Mm-hmm. I'm not falling for it because <laughs> yes, you are. Relax. Let me finish. You falling he, for it? He, <laughs> he won a shootout. That's all I'm gonna say. He won a shootout game. It was against Detroit. But the thing that has me nervous about Minnesota is that our defense is usually 
will we hang our hat on? And, you know, I don't know what happened, but Marvin Jones Jr. scored four touchdowns and Danny Amadola was – I just don't know. Mar- Marvin Jones Jr. Is, is very good. I mean, it's no – that's he's one of those guys where he has the athletic talent and ability to be great. And it's just not – it just has to be consistent. But it's like, you shouldn't be surprised. Like, he's a big guy that has speed and hands. I wasn't surprised. So, I figured he would get off, but four touchdowns, like – Second time he's done it. There's only only two other people have done it before. So the defense has me just, you know, giving me the giving them the side eye right now. We'll see how that works out. Um, I've got a short week. We'll be playing the Redskins. Oh, oh wow! Now, now listen, this is what I was saying. <laughs> I, I, I hope y'all can beat the Redskins. Look, look, look! Listen, I'm not saying we're gonna lose to the Redskins because we shouldn't, but I will say I can see Kirk Cousins having one of them games, and you'd be like, "Well, what we'll, was we'll the last two to three weeks were?" Because I can see him throwing a two or two picks. San, let me tell you something. San Francisco just had one of those weeks where they barely scored, they and they easily handled the Redskins because of rain, like. You know, I ain't got nothing to worry about the Redskins. Stop. Let's just stop that whole walker. Usually she's what? If the plane crash. I just don't. I don't. Because they have tuberculosis. Like, Jeff, don't be one of those. Don't be like Bill Belichick. Like, you know, we, we watch tape on all these players. You know, you never know. Hey. In the football league, anybody can win at any time. Like, no, not this year. It's certain teams that have, they aren't, they are not winning. And you know that. Oh. And the Redskins are one of them. What are you doing? I'm not. Listen, I didn't say we were going to lose. I just said I can see Kirk Cousins playing bad. I can see him having one of them games where we'd be like, well, he just played good last week and a week before that. And now it's like, well, what happened to that guy? I'm just saying that's all. Based based off what? Based off Kirk Cousins. He went, he went to Buffalo last year and, and, oh. and stunk it up. But Buffalo has a good defense. Buffalo has, has a consistently good defense the past four or five years. The Redskins have nothing but pain. You know that, and I know that. Like, come, let's just stop. Listen, let's, I, I have you to worry about. You worry for no damn reason. Like, oh, I'm not worried. Out. I'm not worried because I, I I expect to win the game. I just don't. Ex- I don't expect Kirk Cousins to play well. Why? Because it's just him. Like, he, Kirk, here's the thing with Kirk Cousins: if he's playing on somebody on his level, he shines. Like, oh, I don't get a pass rush, and the the cornerbacks suck. I can do this all day long. It's like playing man mm-hmm. on pro mode. That's what Kirk Cousins is. If he's rookie or pro, he's great. You bump up the all pro, all man, he falls apart. The Redskins are a rookie mode. Like, come on now. You know that. I know that. Even with white chocolate himself, Adam Thielen, maybe be beat up. They don't got nobody can cover Stephon Diggs. That's and we all know, that's we also, know that. That's also true. But I know Kirk Cousins' 8 o'clock games. 8 p.m. games, them night games just don't, don't fare well for him. What do you think? You need glasses? <laughs> no, that's Jameis Winston. I'm, I'm, talk, I'm not talking about Kirk Cousins. We'll see. I just don't. We'll see. Like I said, I expect to win. You know, but no, you can't. You got PTSD. You can't help yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like one of them kids from out of heaven. Like you know, where's Big Ball? Said I need Big Balls. And Kirk Cousins, he's just just calling me to darkness. Like give me a damn for it's the Redskins. I understand who it is. No, it's but you need to embrace that. Oh, I know we're playing against a bad team that's just will no. not win and just fire the coach. But you never know because Kirk Cousins has struggled before. Like you oh, know why God. I don't want to just go ahead and embrace it. I think I just want to take the to the just wait and see approach when it comes to just this season alone with every game. Because last yeah. year I did that. I set myself up and the games I set myself but, up for is the game we lost games we lost. You're a fan. You're supposed to do stuff like that. What's this? I don't. You know what cracks me up? I don't know what's worse. Fans that just overreact too much. That's everything in life or death. Or fans that wouldn't be stoked like coaches. Oh, we're just taking a one game at a time. And you just, you know, one step. For what? You're sitting there on the couch. You have nothing to do with the outcome of the game. So why are you trying to be like Bill Belichick, you know, on to the next one? Okay, I'm just going to sit there stoically with my popcorn. I'm just going to focus on this drive, and I'm not going to get too hype. I'm not going to get too too excited because, you know, if I get too excited, they might hear me and mistakes might happen. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. That sounds crazy. But what I'm saying is is that as I've gotten older, I've realized that, you know, I, I can – 
I can during the game is where I get you know your up and downs, and I'm just like sometimes I can get too up, and sometimes I can get too down. So I just keep it you know cool. Now stuff still irritate me because I was just like, where's the defense at? What's going on? And it was just back and forth, back and forth, and I was just getting irritated because I'm like, man, no, I I've. 2000 last year with the Eagles and I think it was like 2011 were years where I used to get I got super irritated not because they lost but how they lost like an offsides or like a 58 yard field goal or like some fluky stuff and it was like I'd rather just get blown out now nah, I don't care like after the loss within five minutes I'm like whatever I'm like on for me they won the Super Bowl and then, you know, I know the sun will shine tomorrow. Like, I know the problems with the team, so I ain't sweating that. See, Fans, and it's different for like, you. Y'all won a Super Bowl. We have- but even if they didn't, it's like, it's not, I've seen, here's the thing. As bad as the Eagles have struggled, I've seen bad teams. We have watched bad teams this year. Eagles are nowhere near the bottom of the barrel, not even close. Stand out even close to like a bad, mediocre team like the Chargers. Like, they just, they're just disappointed because they're hurt. That is underperforming. That's it. And it's still in the division where they can still win the division. It's not like, the, you know, it's a team that's three or four games ahead of them. They're three and four. The Cowboys are four and three. That's it. Like, it's, it's we haven't played half of the season yet. So why I'm going to stress out for? There's no point of stressing out this year because I still have hope for the team. Now, if I was like, a, you know, like I was like a Redskins fan, like the team about to play. Yeah, I'd be all mad. I'm like, because we ain't got no hope. Our owner's a moron. <laughs> and we run we run by biggest. Like, yeah, if I was a you know rooting for a team like that, of course I'd be I'd be disappointed. I got nothing to worry. Like you more than likely you guys are making the playoffs. What you do once you get the playoffs, who knows what may happen. It's all a crapshoot anyway. So just enjoy it. Let's enjoy the things, laugh out the bad things and move forward. Y'all a perfectly fine team. Like you you know and I know more than likely Minnesota's probably not going to the Super Bowl. And the Eagles are probably not going to win the Super Bowl this year. That's fine. But it's not impossible for them to win. Who knows? Who knows what may happen? So just enjoy, you know, y'all gonna molly rock the Redskins and just enjoy that. And we get to play the Bills and boy, them Bills fans, like they all high on my we five and one. We don't need a quarterback that can throw. Wait, what? wait, 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 wait. Oh whoa. I have not been paying attention to them all year. I didn't know they were five and one. Yes, the only thing they've lost to the Patriots. Cause they beat a bunch of bums. That's why. Okay. I still and, and they've had they've had an awesome defense. They've had a very soft schedule, and they real high, man. They got their chest out. Yeah, they five and Blake. If you miss it, yes, five and one. Wow, that's how much I pay attention to the Bills. That's that's. Mm-hmm. We'll and see. let you know, it's like Josh Allen don't need to be accurate. He's a winner. <laughs> oh, they doing the Tim Tebow like, thing for him. Uh-huh, and I'm looking forward to playing them because the Bills have a very good defense. That offense is but. And I'm hoping, and I'm hoping against hope, that Sean Jackson's back. Because as soon as he's back, the offense will be better. Yeah. Everyone knows that. And it's like they don't want to rush and anything like that. That's why I wasn't worried about them trying to trade for Emmanuel Sanders because, like, that's they need – that's a short-term fix. And they did that with Golden Tate, and that didn't work. So I want to do that again. Defense is what they – if they're going to make any type of trades for defense. But, yes, the Bills are 5-1. And you would have never blinked because, like, who watch Bills games unless you yeah. unless you're a Bills fan or like an AFC East fan? And I watched up here and there. It's like the defense is awesome. I'm not impressed by the offense whatsoever. It was like, okay, y'all beating Miami by six or seven because their quarterback's throwing three or four and stuff. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. But it's like any team. I'm not gonna be arrogant and think it'd be a cakewalk because the Eagles. Have looked horrible the last two weeks, but I ain't sweating the Bills. Like it's the it's the Bills. At least the Cowboys, you can see something there. They had everyone's healthy. They got a a volatile offense, and their advantage is working against the Eagles' disadvantage. Like we can throw the football and have our receivers run by you. They Buffalo, I ain't worried about that because Josh Allen got to hit them. Yeah, this receiver be ten yards open, and Josh Allen missing my fifteen yards. So I'm gonna worry about that. That whole he can throw a ball over a mountain. He might not hit the water if he in the ocean, but you know he got a he got a hell of arm. We don't know what he hitting or not. That's when we yeah. So, well, we uh 
to close out. Well, not we close out, but we're going to talk about a couple of games that happened. Uh, the Kansas City beat Denver Thursday night, but Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes hurts his right knee, I believe it was in the second quarter. Uh, are they saying, what, three weeks? Yeah, maybe less. But Andy Reid's not going to rush it because yeah. he's smart. And it's, I heard the dumb thing, you shouldn't have ran a quarterback sneak because he was hurt. I'm like, who gets hurt on a quarterback sneak? Yeah. That's When's the last time you remember a quarterback getting hurt on a quarterback? See, that's one of the safest plays you can run. And that's why I'm like, don't listen to people just stupid. Like, it's football. You get hurt. And I just laugh because Matt Moore didn't play football last year. And he's there as a backup. It's like, all you got to do is have played before. You always got a chance to get a job. Yeah. And I laugh at that. Like, the same time, like the same week, Brock Osball retired. And they like, he made all that money. He didn't do squat. Yo, that was he crazy. Got- he got a ring. He's a multi-millionaire. He's not even 30 yet. And it's like... <laughs> he said, I'm out. All you, I'm out. All you gotta be is tall and white. That's it. And just have a smidgen of talent. And I went looking. I was just like, okay, they you know, had this big write-up about him and stuff. And I was just looking. I was like, he ain't do shit. He just made all he, this money. You know, Because he was big. Because he looked the part. Oh man, yes. he he. You know he was Scott Speedman. Because <laughs> I'm not going. I'm not going to disrespect Paul Walker by calling him Paul Walker. Paul Walker did shit, and I was and I was thinking about that because I was like, for all the talk people made about Paul Walker, I'm like, you know who Scott Speedman is, right? Yeah, yeah. Replace him with Paul Walker, and every movie that was in is better. Underworld better. Triple X two with Ice Cube better. Like every like that's it's kind of like yeah just because you look the part don't mean you be the part. This AKA the Scott Eastwood syndrome. It's a He he was tall. He had an arm. That's it. That's all. That's oh you know he looked like someone said how what could he do? Well he you know he's big. I'm not moving a bookshelf. Like it's something to be like it's funny where people worry about quarterbacks that are too small, like you can't move around in the pocket and just look through you know lanes. It's something to be like it's mechanical issues once you go over like six five. You know your arm angle is just jacked up, and you get plenty of passes. You know batted down. So I'm like he's he never did anything, and he just you know he looked apart. And doofus is like John Elway is like oh you know maybe I can make something with him because he looked like he looked like a QB. It's a billion dollar business. We still doing this. He looked like a QB stuff as we see these. And it's funny when, you know, people worry about Patrick Mahomes because, you know, he might have been too small. People worry about, you know, what's his face in um, Arizona? Kyler Murray. I don't know. He's too slight. He's too small. You see what he's doing. You see what Lamar Jackson's doing. You see what Deshaun Watson's doing. And then you see these bums. That's just kill getting job after job. And it's like they refuse, they refuse to change that narrative. They refuse like I'm just, I'm just speaking of when they talk when the draft come, when uh it's time to assess quarterbacks, they will not change the narrative. Well, he's short. And you know, I don't know. I don't know. He's kinda short. I don't know. He might take a hit, he might get hurt. And we've seen this like what the last five years that we've been seeing it forever. Well, true. We've but I'm speaking like of it's all, the talent coming in now that you see. You've been seeing it that it's – y'all got to change that shit. Y'all got to stop saying what, that. What has happened recently is you've had more coaches be like, you know what, I'm smart enough to use – I'm just going to work my office around what he can do instead of focusing on what he can do. And we're getting more people who think like that, and that's why it's kind of like, you know, Lamar Jackson getting a chance. He's getting a chance that Tyrod Taylor never really got. Or you see like Deshaun Watson getting a chance. It's like, be smart. Nah, nah, I'm going to be like Mitch Trubisky. I'm going to get him. And, you know, we're going to make it as simple as possible. Like, NS play action football. You get four plays, and then you hit both buttons. You get four more plays. Eight plays. All you got to do is be good at five of them. Imagine paying all that money at high draft pick, and you, like, this is ninth grade football. It's funny, too, because I, I heard uh, Michael Vick just talk about it. He said, you know, th- these guys now, basically when he was playing, they never worked around what he could do. Anything he did was almost improvised, and, you know, they may have drew up some th- three or four plays here and there, but they didn't work the offense around him. 
Could you imagine Michael Vick in his prime with like a coach like Andy Reid? Exactly. Like like Michael Vick now, where it's like you know Jim Harbaugh's. You know what? I can maximize this. Like it's just it's on, and I get it's so many players like that. You came at the wrong time, and now like I'm just glad we have like the Lamar Jacksons now, and we have the Sean Watsons, and we have less of the Mitch Trubisky's and the Jared Goffs and all of that. It's just your boy, your homie Jared. But you know what? He wasn't the worst QB play I saw. I saw bits and pieces of that Jets game. <laughs> and I'm like, the Patriots put some voodoo on them. <laughs> they get mad saying, saying I'm talking about he see ghosts. Like, he must have saw like 22 people out there. Okay. I've been hearing people joke about this all day, and maybe I missed it. What's going on with the ghost thing? No, somebody asked me that too. There's like, why people, why people mad? Like, why the Jets so mad? No, because I guess he was mic'd up and he was like, he see ghosts. Like, it's like I see ghosts out there, and apparently the Jets took it the wrong way. Like, they got mad. Because somebody asked me, I'm like, what's the big deal? And then it's like, you know, if he believes in ghosts, you should leave him alone. And I'm like, did I miss some context? It seemed like it's something either I'm something they missing something in translation, or I'm just dumb. Because someone asked me, I have I have no idea. I just know that Bill Belichick put the boost to him as he does the, all these young quarterbacks. And they keep playing that cover zero and blitz and fake blitzes. And the Jets were not smart enough to work it out. And Belichick like if you, he like Clay Davis. <laughs> like, if you just give him money away, I'm gonna take it. You like you're gonna be dumb and keep doing the same. I'm gonna keep doing the same thing over. Have you you have an older brother? Yeah. Yeah, I had an older brother. I used to play, we used to play Joe Montana football in 94. And he used to always run a slant. And I could never stop it. So he just ran it over and over and over again. And I tried everything. I tried quarters, defense, prevent, move the linebacker back. And so I could never stop it. And why would he, you know, he just knew whenever the game get close, he just run that same play over and over again, just win. And why wouldn't he? If I can't stop it, that ain't his fault. Like, it ain't about fair. It's about winning. And I'm watching the same thing. It's like, it's funny when you look at the Patriots where the offense is like average. You know, that's why they went and got Antonio Brown for a week and they realized, you know, we don't need this headache. And that's why they went trade for Muhammad. And like, they just getting by. Like, Tom Brady is, yeah, the end is coming. People don't want to say it because it sounds blasphemous. It's like, yes, yeah, it's, it's about to be a wrap. That defense, and the defense is hard because they haven't played anybody with a credible offense, but they just beating the brakes off everybody. Like, you don't need a good offense if your defense is scoring points. Like, that secondary is, that secondary is insane. And I know Buffalo got me feel a certain way because they thought Stephen Gilmore was overrated, and now he's the best cornerback in the game. It should have been something because the Patriots don't like paying anybody. They paid him a lot of money. That should have been a warning clue, like, oh, maybe maybe we were using him wrong or it's something there that we didn't see. Because as soon as they paid him all that money, because keep in mind, they had Revis for a little bit, let him go. Go get paid again. They had a keep to lead, let him go. Go get paid somewhere else. They went and paid Stephen Gilmore. Like, come to us. We're going to throw you the whole entire bag. <laughs> and now between him and like I don't know why like I would say why are you throwing at his side like you don't throw like what else are you gonna do throw a Devin McCourty side so he can pick the ball off too like it's yeah I don't I still don't know how good the team is overall but I know with everyone else being beat up I could easily see them win the Super Bowl again like 13-3 and Bill Belichick looking all smug with his dirty ass hoodie <laughs> Speaking of being good, let's talk about the Saints. Uh, everybody was so worried when Drew Brees went down, and well, Teddy Bridgewater came in and kept the ship going. Uh, they're sitting there six and one right now, and I'm I'm convinced that Teddy Bridgewater is played himself into a big contract next year. Now, I going? mean, yeah, like if he wants it, or maybe he just want to wait till Drew Brees retires, that, and that's what and I get paid by them. That's what I'm thinking too. I think he he might like the team. He might like where he at. He might just be like, you know what, I can wait. You know what's funny? He's barely like before this year. He barely played for like three years. Yeah, 
Because he had the injury, he had to come back from the injury, he finally got healthy, didn't play that last year. He barely played the last year in Minnesota, didn't really play last, you know, this previous year with the Saints. And look at him now. He's fine. So I laugh. It's like, yeah, I just bring that up because I was like, people say, oh, I don't know about Colin Kaepernick because he had to play in the long time. I'm like, that don't mean nothing. If you're still in shape, you still got it. He ain't 30, 39. They bringing people off the street. Like Josh Johnson had played like five years. And they just dragging him out and just playing. It's like, yes, Teddy Bridgewater is, you know, making the play. He's taking what the defense is giving him. Mm-hmm. And the only reason he dropped in the first place, because his baby ass hands. That was it. <laughs> I don't know. His hands too small. He might need a, a kitty glove. Yeah. That was that was a narrative. Cause he was awesome in college. Everybody knew he was good. It was the thing. I don't know about his hand size. I, like that was that was the thing. I remember that yeah. and then shaking my head. Like that's what it's come down to. That's what you, that, that, that his hand size. Stop. It. If your hand in a certain size, how you gonna grip the ball in cold weather? How and you gonna know, throw a spiral if your hand ain't the size of Wolverine? And you know what's funny about that? I don't even think he fumbled that ball as much as Kirk Cousins has. And Kirk Cousins has been in Minnesota for what? Almost, uh, well, it'll be his second season after this year. He, Kirk Cousins, always fumbling the ball. It's always something, and it's just I'm just laughing this year. All these great quarterbacks doing what they're doing, and a lot of them was like, oh, well, we don't know if he's. If he's smart enough, or is he stable enough? His hands too small. He too short. Uh, they just like y'all didn't learn y'all lesson with Russell Wilson. I thought we were done with that. Y'all still doing the same. Y'all didn't learn your lesson with Drew Brees. We still we're still doing this. Like how many? Here's the thing: if you aren't some physical specimen like Carson Wentz, and if you ain't like a magician like Aaron Rodgers, it's always gonna be some type of flaw. Like no one's gonna be like it's no I'm. That's perfect. Nobody. Nobody. So don't worry about that. Work with what you got. Stop focusing on what the wrong about him. His pinky too short. That's what we doing. Yeah, he won the Heisman, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he ran a pro offense, but I'm not sure. Like, what are you doing? Instead, we going and you know why I laugh at that? You remember all that Daniel Jones talk earlier this month? Yeah. You hear any of it lately? Uh, I'm no, hearing it, I'm, hearing it, I'm hearing it here, but it's different. You're hearing reverse, yeah, yeah it's, reverse. it's different. Like, uh huh. It's like, oh, maybe he wasn't ready. What happened to Danny Dimes? Like, yeah, come on now. Like before, it's like everybody, oh, Dave Gettleman gonna get to tell people what's what. He was right. I'm like, I need to slow down. And really watch. It's like, come on, but nah, you know, he going, he doing it. And it's like, no, we still doing the same thing. And we're going to do it again next year because some team going to talk about, oh, no, two is the person I should get. But is he really that good or did Nick Saban make him that good? Uh, is Jalen Hurts just a product of his offense? Let's get some white guy. So, so big white. We're going to get some big white guy that went like four and four and seven. And you know, lost in like the you know the NES bowl, the, the Tecmo bowl, some nonsense like that. Blockbuster bowl. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, he ran a good forty, and I saw him in the Senior Bowl, and he had a nice mustache. So that's who we need to keep me. And I'm like, this is a billion dollar business being run by numbskulls. We deserve, we just deserve better. I don't know why we watch football. I wonder sometimes between the referees oh. and the. The choices coaches make, and then analysts. Who was it? Oh, Rex Ryan talking about Chicago. You know, you need to establish the run again. Chicago's a rough city. It's cold. You know, they what? (laughs) I'm like, what? You need to establish a run again because Chicago's a blue collar city. Like, (laughs) Uh, you know what? I've 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 tried to watch uh, them in the morning and on Sundays, and I'm just like, I can't. Rex Ryan just say some of the weirdest shit, and it just don't even sound right. I'm just all like, of them. I used to watch him all the time. It's like it's a few I watched. Like you know, I'm mad Charles Woodson doesn't do Sundays anymore because I guess he's busy doing Saturday with college or doing whatever. Like I still because Randy Moss and Hasselbeck is smart. Rex Ryan just say whatever he say. I haven't watched the CBS shows in years, especially now. Like especially since Shannon Sharp left. Oh yeah, so it's just like a bunch. You know, because between Phil Sims and Boomer Sison, I'm like, 
I'm not trying to have this type of this make American make American football great again talk like I don't know about this guy. This guy's a punk. Back in my day, we uh, I yeah, forgot yeah. what game I was I forgot where I was watching where it was like Boomer Sison, but he's like he criticized like normally I criticize QBs. No, he like normally I criticize receivers, but this time, you know, it's the quarterback fault. And like it was Deshaun Watson's like it was like he defended all the white quarterbacks and blamed the black one. And basically said it and didn't realize what he said. I'm like, I can't deal with this. Like I just I'm too damn smart. Like, no, I I can't watch I can't watch half these pregame shows. Like that Antonio Brown stuff just drove me up a wall. Like I was just done with all that. Yeah, I where my, like I could have never played with somebody like that. These people play with like rapists. Rapists, uh, all types of people, and I'm just, and, and just especially Terry Branch. I'm just looking at him like, you really wouldn't have thrown him the ball. Shut the mm-hmm. hell up. Shut the hell up. <laughs> like you're yeah, just saying anything. And it, you know what? We, I guess we can wrap up soon. You know what? It really sunk in. It wasn't even pro football. Is when I was watching the beginning of the Penn State game against Michigan, and I see a hundred thousand people. They dressed in all white. And I just see James Frank there holding them back, and they just all solemn, and they just cheering these fireworks. And I'm like, these sink. And I'm a Penn State fan, and I'm like, these sanctimonious assholes. It just sunk in. I'm like, it's just something that just felt so just dirty. Watch this. Like, I feel bad watching the NFL sometimes, but at least the players get paid. You know, at least they get compensated for you know for their hard work and anything like that. That's why I've always been like. I can't get in college like that. I'm like, these guys out here, they're getting a free education. Like, Chill out. I want to eat you this get, damn microphone. You're going to get Tim Tebow upset. <laughs> if you play, if you got to play to get it, it ain't free. Like, I'm like, these coaches getting paid millions and millions of dollars. Why don't they just get room and board? Since they love the game so much, in the moment somebody want to pay, it's going to if I hear Dabo Sweeney or, Mike, or somebody say, we can't get money, it's going to ruin the game. But they they pay players the day I stop coaching college football. Like, good. Then stop. And so it's okay for the coaches to get paid and the yeah. school to get paid. I got a horse farm, and we got we got little recliners with our pack of fur for 90 damn seats. We ain't, gonna pay, we ain't got no money to pay the players. You don't. American sports don't have money to pay college players. I've always told people, America can pay for whatever it wants. It just chooses not to because they know they don't have to. Please never tell me what America can't pay, especially with sports. People got their own damn networks. You know what also, too, what's funny about that is about paying players, too. It, I, I think I I think I really crossed the line over that as far as the ADA should be paid. I think I was always there. But I'll never forget when I first watched the um, – the Fab Five, and and uh, Jalen Rose was talking about how they were living in college, and I'm just like, what? Like, you didn't have like, money to do that, but this school is making money off of us, the black socks, okay. and all that nonsense. Did you nonsense. see that? You see that Instagram picture I posted on my story? Uh, not yet, no. Because I had some like you know money I made for I was a farm because they asked me to work. It's like 2003. You made three thousand dollars. That's it. I'm like, yeah, that's it. I worked fast food churches. I was it wasn't no, I was a full time employee. They paid six thousand an hour. Do the damn math. It was like, at least I didn't have any bills. But yeah, three thousand not for a month, not per week, for a year. But at least I had a job. College college sports couldn't even done that. They wouldn't even look, oh, nah, you know, NCAA would have been on your back. So, yeah, I, I watched that Fab Five thing. People, I was broken. I was hungry. Oh, and people was God. like, you know, they was like, well, my man, Chris Weber might got money. Everybody was like, I ain't getting nothing. Like, I don't need to lie about, I don't need to lie about that. And it's just funny now how they threw him under the bus for all these years. And now Jawan Howard's the coach. Right. And now they're bringing him back and like, oh, we're going to embrace him again. And that started with that documentary. And people was like, oh, yeah, we, Michigan did them dirty. And it's never an argument. Whenever you hear Army pay to play, I don't get paid. You gonna pay the fencing team? Like y'all just haters. Like come on. Like y'all, y'all just. The reality is the fencing team bringing in money. Are y'all bringing in no. hundreds of people? No. 
The reality is America has always had an issue with black people making money, especially when they can work for free. You got room and board. Ain't that enough? No, because ain't enough for the coaches. <laughs> ain't enough for everybody else. It's like, come on, man. And you acting like, okay, since the players don't get paid, is your tuition going down because of that? No. Are you getting that money? No. So why do you care? It's just pocket watching. Pretty much. Um, uh, before we close it out, tonight's the night the NBA is starting up. Um, and everybody's excited, especially on social media. Twitter's a buzz. Everybody's repping their team. Uh, let's give a prediction, Shahid. How do you think your Philadelphia 76ers will fare up this year? I will make no prediction because I cannot predict injuries. You know what? You're a smart man. Smart but man. I will say this. If there are no injuries, bar any no no catastrophic catastrophic injuries, nothing like that, I do believe they have a chance to go to finals and win. I think they have a team built for that, and that's the first time I could actually say that they have a chance to actually win a title since as long as I've been alive. Because I was like three when like Moses Malone, I was like two or three when Moses Malone and Dr. J won. So, obviously, I was not old enough to watch that, like, remember that. Mm-hmm. So, like, the Barkley teams, no, I never thought that. The Iverson teams, I thought they had a chance to go. I was like, I didn't think they had a snowball. It's a chance in hell of beating the Lakers. Because no, nobody was beating the Lakers back then, besides, like, the Spurs when they got lucky. So, and, but now it's like, yeah. I And it's weird because Sixers fans, this funny thing where they're favorite and they don't know how to handle it. Like they literally, you know. like they not, they not used to it. Cause like before they had a chip on their shoulder. Cause like you know, people made fun of the process and how long it took and all this stuff. And Ben Simmons can't shoot, and then B talked trash and he cried and da da da. And now it's like they going with like Barkley talking about yeah they got a chance to win. You go every basically it's like at the very least they got them going to the Eastern Conference Finals. That's the that's the at the least. And Sixers fans like, I don't know about this expectations thing. Like, I liked it better when we were scrappy. We could sneak up. That sneak up shit's done. Like that, those days are done. Like you're a contender now. So get, so get. Don't be all high now. Like, oh, I don't know about this pressure. Like, you better shut up. And br- you, you wanted to trust the process. Now it's time to embrace it. Yes, you, you have a superstar team now that's going to be on prime time. And mm-hmm. whatever it, whatever they have a bad week, they're going to be talked about on PTI and around the horn. That's just how it work. And you got to hear, well, can Ben Simmons, is he ever going to shoot? Can Al Horford and B work together? And that, 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 yeah, you got to get used to hearing that talk over and over and over again. Congratulations. You're the Lakers now. Like, that's that's who you are. So I'm just laughing because I'm looking forward to this. You know, we play tomorrow. We play against Boston. And it's a home game for once. We Because the last two years, we started the season playing against Boston and Boston, losing to Boston. They hear about, oh, no, Boston got the Sixers number. And, it, and Ben Simmons is a coward. And now this year, we get to play Boston. And, boy... I'm just looking forward to it because they talking all this mess about well we don't really miss Kyrie Irving mm-hmm. and you know flat Earth talk we gonna be fine we got Gordon Hayward he back and healthy man it, are you will you be watching the will you be watching the Lakers Clippers game tonight um I will try to stay up and watch some of it it's gonna be <laughs> it's no it's hard because yeah. the Lakers health and the Clippers aren't because Paul George is still out. But then again, like the Clippers were a good team last year anyway. And they still got Kawhi Leonard. And Doc Rivers like, it ain't no minutes restriction. Ain't no load management. He healthy. He gonna play how he play. I'm just one of the dynamics is weird because it's never been a time when both teams have been title contenders at the same time. And they play in the same building. And it's kind of like, you know, LA's always been a Lakers city, even though like the past Five, six years, the Clippers been better. It's always, but like this year, it's like, you know, who you root for? Because like on one, on one hand, you got LeBron James and Anthony Davis on the same team, which still hasn't sunk in. And on the other hand, you got the guy, you know, the, the dynasty killer himself. You know, like when Kawhi Leonard's healthy, he wins titles and he ends, he ends franchises. 
<laughs> like that's that's basically what, that's basically what he's been doing the past few years. Like, oh yeah, Kawhi Leonard is awesome himself on a scrappy team. So I'm looking forward to that game, and I'm just I'm not looking forward to the hot takes. It's a shame Zion Williamson's hurt because I would have liked to see him. That's you know I his career. I want to watch. So it. yeah, so we will see. Like yeah, so it starts tonight, and then it's funny. Like you know, one part of America is gonna be watching NBA basketball. And the other part of America will be watching baseball. So yeah, it's really interesting. Um, I was gonna watch the eight o'clock game, but I think I'm gonna skip it and try to catch up on the CW shows before uh, the Lakers game. Yeah, so I'm I'll probably catch because even without Zion Williamson, they have an interesting team. And like I watch, I'm not just a, a basketball fan to just watch my team. I actually watch basketball. I'm a, I'm a weirdo. Like I'll watch a Hawks Pistons game. That's not weird. If it's on, yes, it is. If you're not a if you're not a Pistons or Hawks fan and you watch a Pistons Hawks on a Wednesday, yes, that's weird in 2019. That's not weird. I mean, I guess maybe it's just me because I, I used to, I, I've been doing that forever. Like, it ain't going to be a Timberwolves game for me to watch. I watch any box basketball. Uh, no, I, it's different. Like, if you watch a game with like exciting players. Oh, you're like, just talking you know, about okay. You talking about the odd just, games, the odd teams. Yeah, it's an odd game where it's like you know gotcha. why am I watching the why am I watching the Grizzlies game? It's like <laughs> it just happened to be on. no, because I like watching teams. I know what I'm talking about, so I'm just spewing nonsense. And it's like that's why I have league pass, not just to watch the Sixers. I watch basketball. I like watching basketball and learning about basketball, enjoying basketball. Same thing with football. Like anybody can spew some stuff. That's why. If you don't watch and pay attention, you'll say stuff about talk about how Teddy Bridgewater is a scrambler. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why you say that? Because he was black? Like, people point that out. It's like, he just, you getting paid how much? And that's what you said? Or you're talking about Lamar Jackson's fast twitch muscles. Yeah. On that, oh, but, but my last prediction before we get out of here is I feel like the Minnesota Timberwolves could become a playoff team, maybe in that low seed, seven or eight. We'll see how it play out. Being in the West is tough for them. But uh, I'm, I want to see some damn growth. This year, and I want to see Andrew Wiggins play to his a damn. <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> you should have stopped right there when you said growth, because you're gonna get growth from Carl Anthony Towns. The moment you say no, Man, I'm sorry. And, he, he Andrew really... Wiggins is the Andrew Wiggins is the Billy Gunn of the NBA. Gosh. He looked the part. No, he looked the part, and he ain't being the part. You're going to be the next Kobe. Now, this is what I get. This is what oh. I'm stuck with. A volume shooter. But I remember that. And I, re- you know what's funny? And we can wrap up because this is related to both teams. I remember him in Kansas. And I remember like, oh, he's just got the body and he can just be like, you know, Tracy McGrady. And, you know, he might be Kobe. He just built like a perfect wing in defense. And within two months, you know where the talk changed to him? Wow, this Joel and B something. Like, if Joel Embiid does not hurt his back, a lot of conversations are different. Like, he's going to be the number one pick. And the whole – before that start, you know, Andrew Whitney, he's the number one pick. There's no ifs, ands, and doubts about it. And that just is somebody that looks to be – he should be a lot better than what he is. He's a more pronounced version of Jeff Green because Jeff Green had the same thing. It was like, you just look a certain way. Like, how come you aren't great? You look great. Harrison Barnes, same thing. But at least there, you know, Jeff Green's made a lot of money. He's had some good years. You know, Harrison Barnes is good but not great. And Andrew Wiggs is just a dude. Like, he's just somebody where it's like, you know, we talked about football. You just, you tall and you white. So, you like, he's skinny and he's wiry. He should be a wing. He can, you know, move his left foot and his right foot at the same time. He should be awesome. Like, he looks like he should be an awesome player. And then he plays and sometimes he just loaf around. It's like, did he even play? And y'all paid him all that money. All and that's money. But then y'all I don't know. Get, I don't know where. Away. I don't know where he'll have these big games where you'd be like, oh, okay. And it is back to three or four games where he's playing like shit. Or either he's just disengaged. He's not even. <laughs> You know you shouldn't pocket watch, but it's funny when Jimmy Butler said one the, the main thing that pissed off Minnesota is when they paid Andrew Wiggins all that money. He's like, he don't deserve this. Even though it had nothing to like, it wasn't gonna have anything with Jimmy Butler getting paid. That just pissed him off so much. He just like, I'm, I'm I can't take this shit. I'm out. And in hindsight, Jimmy Butler was right. Uh, yeah. So oh, yeah, it was. Uh, do you know for like a month? 
I didn't even want to say I was a Timberwolves fan to anybody. I was just like, oh, yeah, I watch basketball. <laughs> well, that whole Jimmy I mean, Butler thing. Because, I mean, how did you come in the team? You pretty much told the team they saw, all of them. You soft, and I'm going to beat you with these scrubs. And he did. And nobody, and nobody like, punched him in the face. They was like, oh, maybe we need to do something. But, like, that says a lot that Carl Anthony Towns didn't become great till, until Jimmy Butler was, wasn't there anymore. And it was a whole thing, like, Jimmy Butler was hogging the ball. It was like, Jimmy Butler ain't bullying me no more, so I'm able to man up. It, and I'm not a fan of bullying, but I'm like, y'all just proving he was right. Yeah. And yeah. I'm speaking from a Sixers fan, like, I'm not even mad Jimmy Butler left. Because it's like, he will, yeah, I know some fans like, oh, he talked about winning a championship with Miami. I'm like, it's worst place to live than Miami. He wanted to be in Miami, be the man. He wanted to get paid. That's important to him. Cool. And also, as great as he was in the Sixers, they weren't going to reach their full potential if he was their clutch time player in the fourth. Like, it wasn't a world where him and Ben Simmons could coexist. No. And I think the Sixers realized that. Because if it was up in B, he'd still be there. But it was more than simply. I'm like, that's that wasn't going to work long term. And it's like, you know, get something for him. I'm fine with Jimmy, but I hope he enjoys Miami and being a fifth or sixth seed. You know, they'd be in great shape. A lot of margaritas. He can have his cowboy hat on South Beach and join. So he want to go to the gym four in the morning to prove a point. Like he's still a try hard. God bless him. <laughs> I'm, I'm all, like, the all, it's only been the only player I was ever mad for leaving my team. Was like To. That's the only one. The rest of them was like you know, because a lot of time like ain't they fall? They didn't want to pay him, or it's just whatever it didn't work out. So To is the only one. Just because I mean British, because it was just it was such a divisive thing. Like that team could have been a you know a Super Bowl contender for multiple years, and he just put a blowtorch to it because he he hated Donovan McNabb was liked. Only time I've ever been mad. Well, I thought I was gonna be mad when Eric Kendricks was about to go to the Jets, but I'm glad he rethought that. I'm I'm sure he's thinking now. You know what? I made the right. He glad too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he glad too because it wasn't like he wasn't gonna get paid. So it was it was different situation like Le'Veon Bell where nobody was gonna pay him like the Jets was gonna pay him. Eric Kendricks was gonna get paid. Yeah. You know, regardless. So it's like y'all remember that too. Changed my life, man. I was like, I woke up one morning. He said, "Oh, you going?" Minnesota signed him, and he turned down the Jets deal. I was like, oh, okay, I'm good now. I guess, hey, well, C.J. Mosley took that money, and he's enjoying that money and not winning. I mean, winning overrated anyway, like honestly. As a as a fan, it's great. As a player, dude, it really doesn't matter that much. I think it depends on what type of player you are, because ask Tom Brady, yeah, winning matters. But he gets, yeah, it's great that he wins. He also makes a whole lot of money. He gets to do both. Yeah. Like, if it's a choice, of course you want to do both, but this is a choice between rings and money. I'm choosing money. What the hell with a ring? Oh, you, you're a champion. So whoop the damn do. <laughs> like, that ring ain't buying me nothing. Oh. Like, oh, before we leave, before we leave, I got to end off with this. I got to end this off. So, how did you feel about Michael Jordan and uh, his comments about Steph Curry? Man, people still listen to Michael Jordan. That man, a hater and a troll. Like he, he, he's one of them. Back in my day, we played this way the way we played, and blah blah blah. It's the same way I feel about Francis Ford Coppola. How you feel about Iron Man too? What you think he gonna say? This exactly. old ass man. Exactly. I'm just like, why are y'all even asking these for for, 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 uh, for what's that? I can't say his name. Ugh. Scors- Scorsese and um, Ford Coppola, whatever his name is. How are you asking these old <laughs> jokers about some movies that they care less about that they probably never even seen? Martin Scorsese was going to direct Joker. People forget that now. Oh, the yeah, he, he, got he got busy. He got busy. I forgot. Yeah. And it's like also oh, this movie trash. Now I'm like, old people think young stuff is trash. I was like asking Bernie Sanders, what do you think about the PlayStation 4? What do you expect him to say? I like the Atari. Yeah, like last time you probably played a video game, the controls made out of wood. Like, what are we talking about? Stop asking old people about young stuff. Most of them do not keep up with the times. Everybody ain't Triple H. It's not <laughs> how it works. So it's, I'm like, that's, oh, well, you said movies. I'm like, it's a lot of people say that. So what? And it's funny where you ask other people, it's like, 
I mean, movies, people are trying to be diplomatic as nice as they probably like. You know, movies are movies, and you don't got to like everything. People like them. That's all that matters. What, you know, they try, they, they just want to say, shut up, old man. Uh, how many times we got to tell you this whole thing? But a few people are like, you need to shut the hell up. I just, I just <laughs> like, felt, I felt people going crazy about it funny because I'm like, he doesn't believe that. Why are y'all even. He probably does. It doesn't matter. Does? Yeah. Well, yeah. Old people hate young. It's because it's a lot of people who hate comic movies. Like they ruin cinema. People flying the capes with pew pew beams. It's like so. Why? And it's this whole thing. It's the same thing. Like people get real offended and they like insecure. Like I want you to like the stuff I like. The same thing with video games. The same yeah. thing with like wrestling. Like video game thing just for kids. The average age of the video game owner is like forty four. It's like who cares? They like it. like. If you like it, that's all that matters. Like that's all that that's it shouldn't be a whole either or thing. It should be like enjoyable. But we can't, we don't live in that type of world. So that's what we do. And I'm like, whatever. So <laughs> Martin Scorsese. Oh, I know how we can end it. He brought up Martin Scorsese. I heard a lot because, you know, I heard a lot of people complain about Raw. And it's Bobby Lashley. Now, like y'all keep telling me, Casino better than Goodfellas. Now you seen there. Now you seen this storyline with a black person. Like all of a sudden, it's trash. Because that's all this is. That's by, Rusev is Robert De Niro Casino, just henpecked with his woman with some other man. And he just taking it. You know, scene I'm, from scene. Because then they meet up in a restaurant soon. For all my casino, all my casino fans out there. Uh, I, I, I'll go close this show because we're not going to have this nonsense today. Imagine watching that casino scene and replace James Woods with Lashley and they just in a diner. You just, yeah. Mm-hmm. With, that, with that cowboy jacket on. Yeah, so be, be careful what you wish for. Y'all talked all that stuff like <laughs> casino. Nah, that's what y'all get. See? Listen, listen, we're going to close it out like this. Never trust anybody who's still wearing hoop earrings and 90s uh, suits. Never trust them. But he could be a GOAT basketball mm-hmm. player. Don't trust what they say. And A6 on. Anyway, we will be back next week, probably talking football and basketball because, hey, it's it's really getting cranking now. Um, So if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff versus the world. Also on Facebook, Jeff versus the world. Questions and comments you can leave at Jeff versus the world at yahoo.com. And Shahid. Yeah, you can leave your yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all know where I'm at, so. Philly underscore drugs. Uh, that one. Yeah, follow him because <laughs> he's international Shahid. Anyway, <laughs> we will see y'all next week. Peace. <laughs>